Welcome back to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. And on this podcast, we really talk about different ways to drive generational change within your family. And so we talk about faith, finances, health, marriage, mindset, parenting. I mean, whatever conversation I kind of feel like needs to be brought to the forefront, uh, that's what we talk about. And so this episode is going to be really conversational. I literally am sitting here with my little Lucy next to me. She's two months old. If you don't know, we just had a sweet girl after four boys. And I have a glass of wine here with me, and my husband is at some ball games with the boys. So I wish you were here with me, but you know, it is what it is. So we're just kind of, I just want this episode to feel very conversational. And it's going to be about wealth and women. And I was reading a book uh, from Barbara Hewson, who was Stanny. Um, she's actually been on the podcast too. She she wrote, uh, six, six, wow, if I can talk. Uh, Secrets of Six Figure Women. She wa- she wrote Overcoming Under Earning, Prince Charming Isn't Coming, um, and a bunch of other books. Amazing, amazing writer um, and just women empowerment with money just in general. Anyways, so I was reading and she was talking about how one of the implicit fears of women in general when it comes to building wealth was this. Does wealth come at too high of a price? Does wealth come at too high of a price? So, for example, like, am I going to have to work too much? Am I going to have to spend a ton of time away from my babies? Am I going to have to stay in a job that I hate? Am I going to have to, um, you know, never have a freaking, you know, pumpkin spice latte? Am I going to have to give up this lifestyle? Am I going to have to argue with my spouse because we don't really talk about money great? Like, is this going to ask too much of me and is it worth it? Does wealth come at too high of a price? And so I really just want to have a conversation with you guys because um, I think this is really important. And I like legitimately just stopped reading at that point because I was like, whoa, that's really deep, right? Because what is wealth, first of all? I mean, I do a whole, if you have not seen, I did a, I taught a class. It was called, oh, which one was it? Um, I think it was my Money Mindset for Moms 101. It's in my Instagram profile. Anyways, um, but I was talking about there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. Like riches can fade. Think about someone who just won the lottery. They're freaking rich. (laughs) They got millions and millions and millions of dollars. But what's the stat? They're bankrupt with literally bankrupt within like three years or something. Okay, so riches kind of come and go. Wealth is more sustainable. Wealth is something that is like generational. And so you can have a lot of freaking money and then also spend a lot of freaking money and be broke as a joke. So wealth is something that's more sustainable. I think it's just a higher level of money management. And it's not just about how much you make. And if you, gosh, I need this stat. I should have looked this up before I started this, but I'm kind of just weighing this off of bullet points, you guys. Um, There's a book you should read. It's called The Millionaire Next Door. Or if you actually go to Dave Ramsey's site somewhere, he did um, one of the largest researches, uh, researches, that's not the right word, whatever, on millionaires in 2020, in 2020. And it shows that most millionaires, I'm talking like 80 some percent, never hit over six figures in one single year of their life when they were, you know, getting an income every single year. A lot of people, myself included, thought or think that uh, becoming a millionaire is so far-fetched that it's like comical. 
right? It's like not even something that not only does it is it not on the radar, it's like not even in the freaking same galaxy that I am in. That seems so crazy to me that it's like not even tangible or realistic to think about whatever, dream about, doesn't matter. Because I thought that most millionaires were like trust fund babies or they got a ton of inheritance or, you know, X, Y, or Z. But it's like 90 some percent, you guys, of in America that millionaires are first generation. And again, the majority of them don't ever even hit six figures, figures in a single year by the time they retire. So it is so not about you making, you know, $300,000 a year so that you can become a millionaire. If you're making, you know, 60 to 80 to 90, you know, whatever, and especially if you have two incomes coming together a year, it is possible. Why? Because it has less to do with the amount that you make and more to do with the relationship you have with money and the behavior that you, um, that you, what word am I looking for? The way you act <laughs> with your money. Okay. And so that is what is important. Do you know how to invest? Are you confident with investing? Do you know the different ways to invest? Do you know kind of the order in which to get your finances together if you feel like you're a mess? <laughs> um, do you know how to get out of consumer debt? Do you know how to work with the relationship you have with money so that you can um, really start to turn habits around? Do you even know like how you feel and think and believe about money? I have an entire course, you guys, called Entrusted with Her Finances. And the whole point of that course is meant to heal your relationship with money because so often we think we're like making these decisions right with our money but the truth is is that we're not the truth is is that our money mindset which is basically what we believe and we think about money and how it works was built from when we were like two on so if you grew up in a home with a ton of money or a little bit of money or parents that were really positive with money or negative with money, or you had a dad that worked all the time and you never saw him, but he had a big paycheck, like all of this stuff, you, you know, or like maybe you had a grandma that was like your favorite person, but she didn't have two pennies to rub together. All of this stuff comes together in your subconscious over the years and your memories and in your, you know, all the feels that we get with all of the different things about money. And all of that is actually what drives your behavior around money. And until you really understand that, it's really, really hard to move forward. And if you are in a partnership, marriage, relationship, whatever, you both are coming from two totally different uh, views and experiences with money just in general. I did a three-part episode, um, I don't know, a couple months back. You can scroll down the episode list. And it's all about the 12 main reasons why people argue about money in marriage or just relationships in general. And it talks about how to kind of get past and move through those different things and where the root cause is just in general. So when we're asking the question, does wealth come at too high of a price? We have to take into consideration the effort that it's going to take to get there. And part of that effort is kind of digging deep and figuring out what is my relationship with money? What does that look like? Do I have money trauma? Which probably... <laughs> <laughs> I would say 10 out of 10 is probably the uh, probability that you have some money trauma. Um, if not something that you can maybe tangibly think of, we also have to realize that we are connected 
uh, with trauma bonds kind of with um, up to three to four generations of our family. And if you live in the U.S., then within three to four generations above you or before you was the Great Depression. So there's a lot of financial stuff with that. And we are actually connected um, genetically and chemically to that. And so there could be a lot of fears that you have around money that is connected to that. Even if you've never met a relative of yours that actually lived through the Great Depression or whatever it might be, then it doesn't really matter. It's still connected. It's still part of you. And so 100% Sure, all of us have some kind of money trauma just in general. And so how do you really work through that? So the effort of learning, you know, your, about your relationship with money is going to take a little bit of effort just in general. And it's going to be uncomfortable. So the next part, does wealth come at too high of a price? Am I going to have to change my lifestyle? Possibly. Possibly. Maybe not completely and maybe not forever. I don't know how many times I've said to myself when we were going through this journey or to now the women that I coach, this is a season. We are sprinting for this season to better our family. And, you know, a lot of times it's coming off of a season where we were sprinting in the wrong direction, right? Where we were uh, spending like crazy on our credit cards. We weren't telling ourselves no for anything. We weren't telling our kids no for anything. We were living above our means. We were doing all of these things that were financially irresponsible. Though maybe felt good in the moment, a lot of us come crashing down and this high kind of just ends. Typically, when we realize that we've run out of choices for our family that we really want. For me, um, it was looking at a freaking $8,000 credit card that was filled with stupid crap like McDonald's and Target and Amazon Prime and thinking, what, how did this, I don't understand, right? Uh, That was a part of my wake-up call. Also, part of my wake-up call was that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom suddenly. Never thought I wanted to do that. But then I did, and I didn't have that choice because of financially where we had put ourselves, we couldn't afford for me to stay home. So then I got pissed. I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is not right, right? Like I don't need a thousand Starbucks. I just need to be home with my babies. And so what does this look like for us to change? So it's going to call you into some discomfort and to kind of just be really real with yourself and your finances and your numbers. Um, You know, does wealth come at too high of a price? Am I going to have to give up my financial freedom? There is an episode on this podcast and it's called, it's just a sneak peek at my course called Entrusted with Her Finances. You can look it up. It's a, it's one of the lessons. It's a story about a monkey, okay? It's a story about dopamine and adrenaline and, um, and I'm not going to go through it all now because there's a whole episode. Like I said, it's just, it's a bonus episode. It's one of the first probably 20 or 30 episodes of this podcast and it's bonus entrusted with her finances. Okay. So go listen to that. But basically, um, I'll kind of like summarize it in a nutshell, but go listen to it because the science behind it and all this stuff is actually really, really interesting. But basically when we, we think that financial freedom means we get to say yes, 100% of the time. That's what we think financial freedom is. And so when we start to get on a budget, when we start to say no to ourselves, our whole like self is like throwing up red flags. Like our subconscious is like, what are you doing? This is the worst. Like, I don't want to do this, right? I want to be able to say yes to that Snickers. Yes to that shirt. Yes to my kid this. Yes, 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 yes. But then at the same time, we're racking up our credit cards the whole time. And so there's, that's really not freedom. 
we're really just like shackling ourselves when we are saying yes all the time. And so that episode really talks about the science and um, different things about what financial freedom actually is and what financial freedom actually is. And when you actually get to experience that, it is not saying yes all the time, mindset shift. It is saying yes to your big uh, values, right? Yes to date nights. Uh, Yes to family vacations. Yes to giving X amount of money per month. Yes to my kids' sports. Yes to you know, babysitting so that we can go out every once in a while. Yes to whatever the heck it is, right? Whatever your things are, my kids' college funds, uh, my retirement, my, uh, I don't even know what, whatever it is. When you get to say yes to your big things, which by the way, your budgets should start with your big yeses, then your income has a limit. So you are going to have to say no to some things. But when you realize, you know what, you're right, I can't do Starbucks every day and spend $30 a week, but I am having a consistent date night. I am paying all of my bills on time. My kids are in all of their sports. I am able to go on vacation with my family. I am able to have a magical Christmas. I am able to do all of these things. And so, yes, I'm going to say, I am going to get a freaking, uh, you know, pumpkin cream cold brew (laughs) once a week. And that is a yes for me but not every day. And so we realize to we realize what happens in our brain with dopamine and adrenaline, all these different things. You'll have to listen to that episode. Um, what happens when we go from saying yes all the time to saying no sometimes. And the no sometimes is where our financial freedom actually lives because not only are we saying yes to the big things, but we're also not shackled by debt. And we actually own the nice things that we have. We don't just like borrowing them. So that's a whole mindset shift and something to work through just in general. Um, And so, you know, one of the big things that my husband and I have really, really been able to do now that our income is not completely tied up in the debt that we have within cars and, and whatever else, now we are really, really able to give like we want to. Not only to like our family, so, you know, our kids' college funds and our retirements and, you know, that kind of thing, but to really just have a open hand when it comes to people who are in need, um, organizations who are in need. And if you know me personally, you know that I have a huge heart for missions just in general. I really am able to see like when and where there's a need and either fill in with my time or money or whatever else. And I will tell you, that when we were strapped and it was like the only thing that we could do was take care of our bills with our finances because we were so in debt, like that was heartbreaking to me. Now we tithe throughout our journey of getting out of debt, but it was like, we just did that to sur- and survived, you know? And it was like just really frustrating to me because I'm like, oh, that was one of our breaking points. Actually, when we got a letter from a organization called Africa Fire Mission was a nonprofit that we wanted to support. And they were asking for about $3,000 to send a container, which is like a semi basically, overseas filled with a bunch of uh, fire gear because he was helping empower firefighters in Africa to, you know, help their their towns and cities and villages, whatever. So um, they sent us that letter when we were in debt. And I remember looking at Justin sitting at our island in our 
kitchen and saying, I want to be able to write this check. Like I want to be able to have, you know, something, someone, something, some organization that we really, really, really support. And I want them to be able to ask this of us and us to be like, you know what? Don't even feel like you need to go and try to scrape $50, $20 together from a thousand different people to make this happen. Like here's a $3,000 check, go. Like go do the good things that you are doing in this world. And I can support you financially just in general with whatever you want to do. And so part of the breaking point was me not being able to be a stay-at-home mom. Part of the breaking point was the fact that we were starting to lose choices. But a big part of it too was that we were not able, like we were strapped. I see, I have a heart. I am very like aware of the needs that are going on around me. I can see them very well. I I really want to step into that space. And so I'm like, this is, this is not how we are meant to live. It is not enough just to make enough. It is not enough just to have enough money to get by or to pay your bills or to be able to, you know, get a nice cup of coffee every once in a while. You guys, there is a huge world out there that's waiting for your impact. And, you know, a lot of people want to say, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. Of course. Sure. <laughs> like love is not about the money. You know, you you being with your family is not about the money. But uh, the truth, the cold hard truth is a lot of freaking things are about the money. It costs money to build wells in Africa where there is no clean water. It costs money to adopt people for a private adoption. It costs money to, you know, provide whatever to people, you know, uh, firefighter gear to people. It costs money. My mom and I are in a work with a nonprofit called Days for Girls. Um, and it we create or uh, make feminine hygiene kits for women in Nairobi, Kenya. And like that costs freaking money. It costs money. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it we like to be noble or um, I don't even know what the word is when we are saying like, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. I just want to make enough to get by. That's kind of, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to say this and I'm saying this to myself too. It's kind of selfish. It was selfish when we were like, I just want to get by. I just want to get by with enough for me because you know what? We are built in this huge, abundant world. There are millions of dollars in my city being transacted around all over the place. And like I said, back to the beginning These people who have a lot of money and who are millionaires are not even making over six figures in a single year, not one year, did they make over six figures between the time they started employment until the time they retired. Okay, so it's more about how we behave with our money. And here's the truth, you guys. It is imperative that you get yourself together with your finances if you are struggling. And whether that is, you know, just sitting down and figuring it out yourself, whether that is pulling in an accountability partner like a friend of yours or a parent, whether that is hiring a coach like myself or whoever, you've got to get it together because the world needs you and your impact. For me, our money goes to... Um, organizations that are helping women who are kind of in sex trafficking. They are helping women across the world who need feminine hygiene kits just so they can attend school or employment or whatever it might be. We also support Celebrate Recovery, which is like an AA. It's like an addiction recovery program. We support foster care just in general, right? Like there's so many things that I am now able to have impact with because I got myself together. And the special thing about you, the special thing about you is that you care about something else. Of course, you care about the orphans and the (laughs) girls in Africa and all these things also, but you might care about something totally different. You might care about 
cancer research, or you might care about after-school programs for youth. You might care about mentorship programs. You might care about adopting dogs. You know, you might care about, um, I don't know, politics. You might care about, uh, I don't even freaking know what. You have your own thing that is on your heart right this very minute when I'm talking about it. Like if I said, I will give you $30,000 to give to a charity of your choice, what is that? What is that for you? Is it anything that I just said? I'm not going to go, you know me, I like to talk in circles. I'm not going to go over the whole list that I just said, but what is that for you? If you had an extra $30,000, where would you write that single check? Because that's where your heart is and that's what needs you to get yourself together today. Your family needs you to get yourself together today too. I'm not going to go into that whole thing where your future self will thank you for, you know, getting your finances in order today. But what needs you is that place, that place in your heart that if you had a $30,000 check and you, you know, had no needs yourself because you already had yourself taken care of, what is that place that is waiting for you to get your feet on solid financial ground because they are waiting for that financial impact for you so that they can continue the impact in the world. Or maybe you want to start something up. I don't know. Point is, we got to get it together because it's not enough to just get by. It's not enough to make it to the next paycheck. And oftentimes, you guys, oftentimes, I just had somebody reach out on a mom group that I was in on Facebook. And she was saying, you know, I'm behind on bills. Like, this is so bad. I feel like I'm feeling my kids. And um, I need to borrow money this month. Like, what in the heck is going on? Like, I feel so horrible about this whole situation. We talked Uh, We got connected through some people who tagged me in that post and I helped this mom out. You guys literally for like, we just talked a little bit and tried to organize herself. She didn't have the money to, to pay me. Um, And it turns out they actually have like an extra $1,200 a month, but there's an organization issue. There's a little bit of a a budgeting issue. There's a a little bit of a mindset issue, a little bit of a habit issue. There's a little bit of everything going on. Um, But then once we kind of got it all out on paper and we were able to talk through it and figure it out. It was like, I mean, she was literally like, I mean, I can read her, her, I'm not going to get my phone out and read her box, but basically she was like, oh my gosh, why have we not done this before? A lot of times it's just taking that first step. So many women that I work with think that they are behind in their finances and that they don't have any excess. And I'm not saying you don't know because you are all smart, smart women. But unfortunately, just like us, how many times you guys have you ever said, Dang, we make decent money. Where did it all go? <laughs> what the heck happened to it, right? Like we should have more in savings or we should have more in checking or what and whatever. What is happening is that your your money habits, your subconscious kind of beliefs and whatever about money are in control, even though we think that we are, but we're not. That's where I come in to kind of like untangle that mess. (laughs) Someone came in for me and untangled my mess. So I'm really just paying it forward. But the point is, okay, let's circle back to this, this main, main question. Does wealth come at too high of a price? No, it does not. Because remember, this is not about getting rich. This is not about having $17 million in your bank account which by the way, go girl, if that's what you want. Um, But that's not what it's about. It's about this sustainability factor of your finances, you know, growing just a little bit at a time, this 1% better. Building wealth should be boring. I saw this one time on Instagram. Building wealth should be like watching paint dry. (laughs) 
<laughs> it should be like not exciting. If you want exciting, go put, you know, go play the lottery or go to Vegas and go bet on, you know, double down on something. Building wealth is just this like cool, calm, collected, steady, smart financial moves. And ultimately, you are going to get out of consumer debt. Ultimately, you are going to get your feet on solid ground. You're going to have a savings. You're going to have a financial plan. And then whatever that thing is that you would write a $30,000 check to, they are waiting. They are waiting for you, the one that has the heart for them to get yourself together so that you can actually look up and see the need that they specifically have. Wealth does not come at too high of a price. Nobody needs to like leave their family or ignore their kids or whatever to build this. It just takes some strategy, some shifting of your mindset and whatever else. And so I have a lot of programs that will help with that. Um, If you want to reach out to me at Legacy Through Motherhood on Instagram, I would love to just have a conversation to figure out what your next steps are. Sometimes it's not even working with me. Sometimes it just takes a quick conversation um, to kind of get your head right, right? right, get it in the right headspace. And you're good to go. Sometimes you need a little bit of support. Sometimes you need a lot of support. It doesn't really matter, but get the support that you need, okay? Because it is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. Generational wealth is possible and you have the ability to do it, okay? All right, you guys, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I look forward to walking with you to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace. Thank you.